Hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of More Than Music. We got your mics here. I'm Mike. I'm Mike. Two two mics. And we're going to talk about the mics, which was our uh which was the the beginning seed that grew into the soul seed that you know and hopefully love today. Uh so we're going to just kind of go through our uh, you know, how we met and what led to us meeting Benny and kind of how everything went from there. And uh, yeah, stick around. Welcome to the More Than Music podcast hosted by us, Soul Seed. We'll be sharing tour stories, lyric breakdowns, and insights into our approach to music, the art, as well as the business. We'll also be interviewing some of the friends and family we've made throughout the years in the spirit of sharing their many marvelous trials and triumphs. So get comfortable and join us as we explore more than music. Hey, welcome back. Origin story. Origin story. Yeah, it's, I love origin stories. Honestly, that's like one of my favorite things when I'm, uh, when I'm nerding out and reading through the wikis on, uh, on some sort of, you know, world. I always like, I always like learning the origin stories. So that's what we're going to do here today. It makes me feel like we're superheroes. Yeah, we are superheroes. And that makes me magic. feel good. We are. Yeah, no, this is awesome. This is a musical journey that we've been on together for 10 years plus now. And I think it's uh, only appropriate to to go back to the beginnings and and uh, reminisce together. We, we met when I was 17 and I turned 30 this year. So we have wow. known each other for 13 years. Yeah, and I'm 32. I was 19 when we met and uh, I didn't go to South any longer. I had graduated. I was going to community college. And uh, so it was cool how uh, my girlfriend at the time was a senior at South and you two shared a class. Is that correct? That is correct. I was a junior uh, and I was taking, I believe it was AP statistics. Statistics. I do believe so. Yeah. Uh, Which was interesting. Uh, It was the teacher was basically a chapter ahead of us in the class the entire time uh you know because of southern oregon school funding at the time they like emergency rushed this physics teacher into being a statistics teacher so that was interesting but yeah alex sat near by me and we became friends and uh i thought she was quite awesome and so i was like hey have the cd of my music trying to be impressive and then (laughs) she came back like the next day and was like my boyfriend plays the drums and loved your music and wants to meet you. And I was uh, simultaneously disappointed and very excited at the same time. And very quickly, mostly just excited because I had uh, never been able to like play music with someone who played drums. It was like everyone that I knew played guitar or like played bass. Uh, And I kind of, I played, you know, drums was my first instrument, but not, uh, not my primary instrument ever. So, so that was, yeah, it was a beautiful. Yeah, no, I remember uh, sitting in her Subaru in my driveway and like we had been listening to a lot of Jack Johnson and Ben Harper and um, she had gotten me into like some of those musicians that I didn't know prior. And then yeah. uh, she was like, oh, like check out this CD, this demo CD, uh, this guy in, at school gave me and it's really cool. And uh, we listened to it and like the songwriting, the lyricism, uh, the production and like all of it, I was very impressed and i was like let's hang out let's jam it was definitely <laughs> and no it was it was cool it uh i came over to your house and or your parents house i, sh- I shall say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh they had you had like a 
like a dude lounge in the back, like a warehouse man cave that was yeah. like super pimped out, like yes. uh, a bunch of fun stuff to do, big space. And we just uh, pretty much jammed right away, I, f- I feel like. And everything was super synced up. Yep. I, th- I remember, did you play uh, Bush Doctor that first time we hung out? Maybe. I mean, I had been playing some hand drum and writing stuff myself. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I came to you with like, oh, this is the stuff that I've been writing. Yeah, I think that's I think we did like, a, hey, let's 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 show each other what we got. <laughs> I'll show you yours. You show me mine. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a brave doctor. Show me what, you what need. I need. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the herbs of that gun. Yeah. yeah, dude. That's beautiful. Hey, now, mama, can't you see how the feds do criticize me? <laughs> we I still yeah, yeah, we still haven't uh, released that to the world. I think that we should. No, no, it's definitely. Uh, I mean, and in those days, I was definitely all about like uh, legalization of cannabis, and like uh, that was kind of like a thing that I was uh, thinking about. And then yeah. some of my writing, and that one was just like, yeah, like roots of music. It was just literally me on a hand drum, like playing this rhythm and singing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's fun. I remember. I mean, some of our songs to this day that maybe some of them we don't really play much, but I like remember sitting in my parents' backyard, like with a pen and a paper, uh, open up your chakras comes to mind. I like remember writing that chorus. And then like, it was always cool how we would come together with, you know, you had a bunch of songs already and you were like a talented writer. And then like, I was writing some stuff and like pieces and just like, I was, I'm like an idea guy. Like I'm all right at like having like, like you'd play some chords and I'd be like, whoa, that sounds yeah. like this experience. And yeah. we like right off of that or um, yeah, no, we have, we've had a lot of different forms of songwriting throughout yeah. the years. I definitely cool. feel like those, uh, those formative years where it was just like us, the mics, it was, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's so different writing, which is two people. Right. And writing with two people um, outside of the context of any uh, preconceived notions about like what you think your music is supposed to be or like what, you know, like trying to match up uh, to any expectations set. Like, yeah, we were just making music. And uh, yeah, I definitely feel like looking back at some of those songs, they're the most, some of the more unique things I feel like we've ever done. Like some of the more like free form kind of. I would definitely say that we started with no, style of music in mind like we ended up in kind of a realm of reggae but and even to this day we have so many different influences but yeah early on we were just writing and it was like no walls on what we were doing there were no boundaries so it was really fun to like explore all styles of music and all concepts and um yeah i mean like some of the songs like wisdom of the turtle uh fire rain that's only so many know yeah. but it was definitely like our hit at the time yeah uh and it's kind of crazy i guess that leads into the open mic that i feel like fueled a lot of our songwriting because in those days jackson creek pizza which was a pretty small place really in downtown eugene uh medford pardon me uh down in southern oregon medford there was this open mic and there was like this pretty powerful music scene in Southern Oregon at that time. Um, Andy Cassad, Alcyon Massive, Frankie Hernandez were some of like the main hosts. 
and Frankie Hernandez was one that like we became friends with very quickly and he was like admiring our songwriting and our energy and like our hunger I think we were pretty like hungry at that time uh to play and we had sort of a natural confidence I feel like like we were never too shy about the stage we were pretty down to just like get up and play and jam and sing in front of people so yeah this little pizzeria was just stacked with people every Thursday and uh And that was really encouraging us in those early years to be like, we need a new song for next week. It's like an episode out of like Tenacious D or Flight of the Concord or something. It's like, (laughs) we got to write a new song. Yeah, Yeah, because we were playing the same stuff, but it was like, and we were playing some covers and, uh, but man, that was fun. Like that was definitely something that really fueled and inspired us. And like, we were witnessing some really talented musicians really close up and becoming friends with them. Yeah. Um, a lot of regulars at that open mic, like bands that would come back every week. And um, so, yeah, Jackson Creek pizza was a huge part of like the people that we met, the networking we did early on. Uh, we were in the stages of like getting blank CDs and burning them with five songs and having mm-hmm. like something to hand out, you know, printing out some pages with like a logo that we had drawn up and, yeah. um, and then a friend, uh, James Scholl, he he did some really cool art for us early on. Uh, once we decided to be like the mics, like M I C S, yeah, <laughs> kind of playing on the idea of like two mics. Jim Bay, it was all hand play. drum. Yeah, yeah, it was all like hand drum and singing and Mikey on acoustic and yeah. long some... hair and oh, yeah, long, long very long. We hair. both had long hair. And <laughs> you had no, you had the long hair then. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I think, think I actually had short hair for. Yeah most of that time I had like the wylan hair all over it was so funny like doing that uh doing that open mic i was gonna say podcast it's like, it wasn't a podcast it was an open mic don't um, worry i said eugene when yeah. <laughs> okay we're off to a great start yeah that's great um it was so funny doing that open mic with you uh having done it by myself years earlier uh, about that yeah which yeah is that did you did you know about the open mic or did i bring i wasn't going there like i okay. never did stuff I started doing a lot more stuff when we were like performing yeah. and cruising around and uh, yeah. Um, yeah, no. So I didn't, I never went downtown Medford. Like I didn't go yeah. downtown and like, uh, yeah, no. So I think, and I remember now you saying that, that you would go down there and play some solo. Yeah. But, and I would go down there like you were young, right? I was, I was young. I was emo. I was, <laughs> <laughs> shy yeah you had and the hair over the eye did your mom take you at that so. time or were you oh, driving yeah. already uh-huh no i think i i think i played there the first time when i was like 14 and wow. i would go and i'd it had I'd, been going on for that long yeah and i signed up i would sign up like first i would i think when did it start it started at like nine or something like that right yeah yeah, yeah. i mean yeah i throw out a number i don't remember but i, I, yeah, would, I, go, I would go and sign up like an hour and a half before it even started <laughs> And I would sign up to play first. And then I would just sit there in the corner and like talk to nobody <laughs> and then just get up there and play my super emo ass songs and then just like walk, walk off the stage. And <laughs> it was, you know, super, Dude, su- super talk great. About, you were, you're hungry at an early age. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I didn't even realize that that open mic could have been going for that long. And I mean, yeah. it takes a certain level of cojones to like want to just want it that bad like i'm gonna go up there by myself like i want people to hear these songs yeah do you remember kind of like like what drove that want early in your years of like you 
started writing songs and then you wanted to share them. Cause yeah. that's a big deal. A lot of people are very like intimate and keep it to themselves and shy. And like, you were already like, I want to be on a stage and playing I, for people. I've always been very shameless. Like when it comes to performing in front of people, I'm, I've always been like, well, not always, but the older I've gotten, I've gotten more shy, like in person. And I always have been kind of shy in person, but I've always loved like getting up on stage and, you know, doing like drama in school or yeah. Like when I make something, I like sharing it with people. Um, I don't know why necessarily. <laughs> I think it's awesome. like, it's, it's, uh, I think I can tend to feel awkward and uncomfortable around people and like normally. And the one time I don't feel un- awkward and uncomfortable <laughs> around large groups of people is when I'm playing music or acting or something like that. So I think it's That's just cool. like, it feels Good. It's like you're taking charge of the experience or like yeah. that moment. Like, yeah. Well, and, and I know your mom has a picture that she loves. That's like you really young in like a play. I don't even know. Cause it's like a close up oh, of you. You have the, like some face paint. Was it the and, trial of the big bad? Where do I have like a big pompadour? Like, wait, yeah. With like, yeah. A, it's super adorable. You've got, yeah. You've got like some face paint you've got the mic and uh, yeah, you were very young. Yeah. So I think it was, well, it was, we moved to Southern Oregon when I was like 11. And I think that first year uh, I, you know, I went right into like drama in elementary school or whatever and tried, tried out for the play. And I can't remember if it was the first year or the second year that I was living in Southern Oregon where, yeah, it was a uh, trial of the big bad wolf, which was like a play on, you know, three little pigs uh, and or no, wait, was it the three little pigs or was it little red riding? Hood? It was little red riding. Hood. that's what it was. And it was like wolf. Greece. It was like Greece mixed with little red riding hood in a way. And so I played like John Travolta wolf. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that was fun. But I just, I remember like going to open mic with you was such a different experience because like, you know, you're such an open hearted guy and, uh, you, you know, you bring people in and you're like, you're, you, uh, you're, you're good. You're good at people. You're oh, good hey. people. <laughs> well, and, and, and same as you, there is something about, uh, you know, some people when they're on a stage, you feel very judged or like whatever it might be like, or you're, you know, you get nervous. And, uh, I also feel like kind of in control in like a healthy way, not like, ah, ah, yeah. but, yeah. but it is like, I love, yeah. Like I love emceeing, like speaking on the mic. Yeah. Like I could see myself doing that. Like as yeah. long as I've got something to talk about or something to say, then I'm down yeah. uh, and hyping people up and, and just really it's like facilitating a good time, right? Like that place had a really good energy for people having like a good time, happy dancing, vibing. And uh, I feel comfortable in that and encouraging people. And then, so it was like, you had the musical skill, and I had like the like downness to just like hype people up the, and like the vibes. Yeah. The vibes and like the and hand the drum. Skill, yeah, yeah. I mean, just different, just different. Yeah. I definitely don't feel like as much, especially at that time, like I was blossoming. I was learning a lot, which I, I still am on and always will be. And I believe that we all are. And that's like kind of what makes us fresh and, and excited to do what we do. But um, yeah. yeah, it's, it was, uh, it was fun to join you and, and learn a lot about, I mean, I never, I didn't do drama or extracurricular at all. Yeah. I like didn't do a lot of stage stuff. Um, so I just kind of dived into it with you and, yeah. uh, and we just got addicted to it. Like every yeah. week we were going and, and there were different phases. I mean, there were periods of time. I remember, 
that's one of my first learning experiences of like drinking before you perform. <laughs> and uh, I had a buddy who was like a, a bigger cat. And as far as like, he could hold his liquor more than I could. Like he was like, I was trying to keep up with him. And uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's like super tall and like twice the body mass of me. <laughs> yeah. And I think he even had just more experience drinking. And so like yeah. we, when we got dropped off, I remember it was Jägermeister and I was so, I was, I was not going inside and well, I remember being like, oh, yeah, this is, a, you could tell it. From yeah. Cause I, I, you know, I showed up early. Uh, I had signed up and yeah, you were hanging out. And so I was like, just waiting for you to come down there. And I think like, it was, it was, it was, it was running late and I was like, okay, like what's, you know, what's going on. And then uh, I think it was like close to when we were going to get on, like maybe one or two when we were going to get on. And I think Dylan Crandall came in and was like, you got to come out and talk to magic. Like he needs to talk to you. And I'm like, what, what's, what's going on? And I come out and you're like in the parking garage, like just laying down, like Mikey, come closer. Come closer. <laughs> I got to talk to you, Mikey. <laughs> Listen, like, I drank too much and I can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> Mikey. Yeah, and that, that was the uh, that was the only time that's happened. I think I think there's been other times on tour where it's come close, but I think you you learned. Well, yeah, from that I've experience. never I've never not played since that time. Yeah. Uh, because also like I definitely like liquor. That was my learning years too of even drinking. So it was yeah. Like, you just don't take a bunch of shots and then go on stage. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I knew like I couldn't, I was so sloppy that night. And so it's like, <laughs> yeah, we've had moments where it's like open keg. And before you play, you have like a little too much beer and then you're like playing. And afterwards everybody's like, that was a little sloppy, but yeah, I've never, <laughs> yeah. I've never missed a gig. Uh, and thank goodness to learn that in the years of an open mic and not in like, yeah, professional right? touring, but yeah perfect time for experimentation yeah so so oh gosh i'm glad that it's not like that now and and yeah you know learn it early or try to just know better to begin with um yeah. I, I think yeah. that's it's, that's definitely one of the hardest things about what well, hardest things one of the more challenging uh things to keep in check as a musician is drinking because it's like not only do you get free drinks like almost everywhere you play you're gonna probably get at least two free drinks and maybe more depending on where, but you're waiting. Like you're just waiting all the time. You're either, you're either sitting in a bus waiting or you're sitting at a venue waiting. Like that's 90%. No, not quite, but it's a lot of what being on tour is, is just waiting for something to happen and waiting for something to happen while you probably have access to free alcohol. (laughs) And uh, so it's like not being either, entirely sober or entirely addicted to alcohol is is hard uh, well yeah again like you said yeah it's like when like a part of your payment like the perks of your job are like here's your free drinks you know it's like and then uh yeah just hanging out in a bar for hours yep killing time so yeah well said but that was that was good lessons early on i'm thankful that we uh surpassed those but yeah no uh jackson creek man it's crazy to think how we've gone on to like watch the musicians who started that do so many projects and, and different bands and go on to have like careers and families. And um, it was definitely a really good networking scene really early on. And that is where we met Benny Pisano as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah. And he was also kind of doing a solo thing him, you know, he would play sometimes with some buddies, but 
he had songs and he had a lot of charisma and uh, his songs were good. And we were like, who's this guy? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember we would all, uh, when we actually met each other and we're talking about it, we, we both thought, or, you know, we all thought that we were significantly older than we actually were. Like we all, we thought Benny was in his like late twenties or something. And he was, you know, saying like same age as us. And he thought the same thing. That was really funny how we just kind of like had this reverence for each other of, like, wow, your music's so good. You must be like some older musician that's like way, way cooler than I. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, another part of that is that he like went to North High School. So, like, we had completely different circles. Like, I didn't meet him until yeah. the open mic, but it was like he, me and him are the same age. Yeah. So, it is crazy how, uh, yeah, that can happen. And you, you like look up to someone because of their, performance uh or their songwriting but it's like you know ex experience and age and time is strange like that where it's yeah all kind of relative yeah you get these ideas about somebody for one reason or another that is uh not accurate but just based on your whatever interpretation of yeah. things yeah. yeah yeah no and and uh then we kind of kept an eye uh just like on each other in a way i remember like we were playing some shows like frankie helped us get some shows early on and then uh we kind of through like social media and stuff like saw that benny was in a band and he was like learning bass and i think i even just remember we were like oh like he plays bass and then that band split up yeah and i remember that we were like let's get him. <laughs> yeah, no, we, like there was a Benny and I had a mutual friend, like before Benny and I even knew each other really. And um, I ran into her randomly at a, this old falafel shop in Ashland. And I don't even remember how we got to talking about it, but she mentioned, yeah, like, Hey, you know, that guy, Benny, well, his band, you know, broke up and he's like looking for something to do. And, you know, it was like, um, you know, bummer about the band, but I'm going to call him right now. <laughs> and, uh, I think I, yeah, we like called, I called him like that day. I think I got his number from her and called him like pretty much after I left the, that rom or that uh, falafel shop or whatever. And then, yeah. And then we like scheduled our first hangout uh, and once again was in the warehouse. And once again, we shared and wrote, in fact, a song about legalizing weed. So that was <laughs> yeah, yeah, we like, we like wrote a song about, law enforcement uh that exact first night of hanging out and yeah i think that with him it was like an even different introduction because we had kind of seen each other and knew each other like when you and i met it was literally like a first meeting yeah it was like this like uh we were like testing the water with each other yeah, it was, and it was like what a blind were like. date yeah yeah exactly <laughs> we were set up by someone else and yeah. then uh with benny it was like we knew his songs and like we liked each other's songs and did he come to us with his verse for fire rain didn't he like write that before I, he even... yes i think so i think because he... he told me he was like super caffeinated at his job at the ashland food co-op and he yeah, just I like wrote it in the fridge or something <laughs> like yeah like i had said that song was kind of our hit and like at jackson creek it had become kind of like one that everybody was singing along with and liked and wanted to hear. And like, we had handed out that EP and so people like knew it. And uh, so Benny already like knew the chorus and liked the song. And I think he was like the kombucha cooler worker <laughs> and like in between stocking kombuchas, he was just like writing yeah. out this verse. And uh, 
And it was awesome. And so when we met each other as a three piece, it was like, we immediately were writing. We like already all the ice had been broken and we were just like, okay, like this is, this is on. And, um, and the rest is history. Yeah. It it was incredible how quickly it clicked, like for you and I, and for him joining us too, like that. And I think that's been a theme, you know, as, as soul seed has grown is that, uh we're normally able to tell pretty quickly like oh okay this is fun or like oh yeah this is what's you know like just yeah you know like it just works and uh that's been pretty pretty amazing to be able to yeah. like, meet somebody and write a song on the very first day and feel like it all and makes sense. you know like personality stuff like with soul seed it being like a whole family thing it's like it matters so much that you vibe with the people that you're working with. And we've had it in all different directions. We've had people where we're like, yeah, this works. And when we've had people where like, this is like, it just makes sense. Like it's like best friends, family right off the yeah. bat. And you just like want to hang out all the time. And then music just happens, you know? Yeah. And, um, and yeah, with Benny, it was definitely like that. And then same with Kenny. Cause it was like you and him went back farther than, you and I. Yeah. I've and, known him uh, since freshman near high school. So. Wow. Yeah. And like, and that whole story that that's maybe a story for another episode, but that was like yeah. the way that it worked out meeting him and his parents and like how all of our parents have been a really critical, like influencer in our success as far as like supporting us and being like down for helping us and giving us opportunities and stuff. Um, yeah, it's all, it's, it's really all I'm trying to say is yeah, how it all just worked so naturally and just kind of happened yeah. uh, without any forcing. So it wasn't like we were trying to make this band and like striving to create something and like putting the pieces together. It was just like, we were living our lives and all were inspired by music and the pieces just like fell into place. And we felt like yeah. everything was super serendipitous. Yeah, exactly. I, that's, I've been holding that word in my head for like 15. Yeah, exactly. Everything was very much like that. Like well, even, that's serendipitous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like even yeah, like with Benny, we, you know, I, I didn't we didn't mention like how for a long time people were saying, "Hey, you guys are great. This is fun." You know, like acoustic guitar and djembe. I love it. Get a bass. You need a bass player. And we were, I think, nervous about bringing somebody else in, and also like didn't know a lot of bass players. And then, yeah, we had kind of, you know, been um, admiring Benny's uh, skills and stuff like that. And then and then finding out, oh, he plays bass. And then, you know, not long after that, finding out, oh, he's free now to play bass in another project. Huh? Like, yeah, it's, it wasn't yeah. how all those things just kind of like fell into place. I think well, like he wouldn't have even played bass if that band wasn't like, hey, we need a bass player. So it was like he was encouraged by them to learn. Yeah. And then it just like which I mean, it's an easy transition kind of from guitar to bass, but uh, he really took it on and became yeah. a bass player in a lot of ways. And yeah. it's cool to see him now, like kind of going back to acoustic and back to some of his roots and playing guitar more, but yeah. Um, yeah. he really took it seriously and became a hell of a bass player. And yeah. Um, yeah. It's wild. It's wild ride. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, that is an interesting thing. Like I think on a level, it's easy to play bass if you know guitar, but I think it's easy to play bass like a guitarist. It's harder to play bass like a bassist. And yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. Benny, like, yeah, he dug into it and he 
I mean, he committed himself fully to bass for a long time, like barely even touched a guitar. And then like, not to mention then reggae music where like bass is a lot of times like the leader and the rhythm and like kind of really syncopated in pocket. And like people always are like, wow, like how do you play drums and rap? But it's also like, dude, playing bass and singing or rapping is crazy. It's like, it's yeah. it, the syncopation and uh, the timing to to play bass and like off notes and stuff and then also be singing and rapping it's pretty crazy so yeah props to benny on like yeah. figuring all that out he's yeah. a grinder yeah and i definitely <laughs> think singing and playing bass like is at least in my experience that's the hardest because it's like you are doing a different rhythm right like if you're singing da, ba, da, 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 and bass you might go boom and so it's like you're you got this total different syncopation from what your fingers are doing versus what your voice is doing. And then also a different like tones, right? It's like, you're, I don't know. It's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's so and it's also something to say that like Benny's like a tenor, like Benny's like a higher singer. Mm -hmm. And like when you're playing guitar or something more melodic, you pick up on those notes and can hit them. And like to be playing like bass, like low end and then singing, it's kind yeah. of a trip. Like, uh he's hitting the lows and the highs yep it's yep, cool pretty much. It, and it's so crazy like that that open mic was so special too where like we we've you know traveling throughout the country we've stopped at a lot of open mics and you know they're all every open mic is awesome like it's such a cool cool opportunity to give people a chance to start out in a super safe environment and also to give you know people who are talented but aren't you know used to playing shows or booking shows or whatever, an opportunity to be discovered. Uh, but it was just insane how many talented people were at Jackson Creek open mic and how many of those people went on to become like, you know, very successful in the region and beyond. And like, was a, definitely an amazing little uh, pocket that we found there. Yeah. And it's rare. I feel like that uh, open mic draws a crowd like that yeah. place was always stacked with people and they were there to just watch and like listen and there were literally songs that were like the hits of the open mic that everybody wanted to hear and um yeah it definitely was a unique open mic and i love i think that it really encouraged me to encourage other new musicians like it's so important to just do it for the love of it and like not be put down by people like to this day i hate it when in an audience you can like watch people like teasing an artist or like making fun of them or you know mocking them and it's like that you know why like what's the point like they're expressing themselves they're having fun they're trying to share art with you and even if they have a long ways to grow this is like a beautiful catalyst to them taking that leap of like wanting to do it getting comfortable with the stage like i love seeing someone who's shy and like has a hard time getting on stage like but wants to share a song yeah. so badly yeah. that they'll like Pushes overcome through. that yeah so so i've always thought that open mics are are an incredibly special place and experience for for yeah. any artist yeah yeah it's like the <clears throat> the perfect in between of practice and a show right it's like this place where you can go to test things out and to you know get a feel for like what it's like to play in front of people and hey how is this song going to work and all that stuff and yeah, it's, it's good to keep those environments uh, as open and as non judgmental as possible, because that's how you get super amazing artists is they have a chance to kind of really, really try everything out.
and then you know refine it before they go on to bigger stages and stuff like that yeah yeah you can't just go straight to a big stage like you have to step step up the stepping stones so um i encourage any artists who are listening who want to start some expression and like want to see how their songs are reacted to that yeah go find an open mic that's local and to all the musicians who have free time and don't know what to do with it like find a venue find somebody who's willing to have an acoustic you know open mic and start one up i think it's i think it's really important to keep that craft alive and it is again hard to like be there for something like that every single week. Yeah, um, it's a big especially like once you start playing more shows, and um, even with that, like back to Frankie Hernandez, who was one of the main hosts. Like he taught us so much early on about how to even book a show, or like yeah. how to set up a sound system and play a show in a small little bar, and like it's really cool. I think even making those cold calls to venues and seeing, you know, who wants to host an open mic, like he kind of taught us a little bit about that too. Like how you just go about um, just trying, just putting it out there and seeing what comes back. And yeah. Um, so yeah, props to props to Frankie. Yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Where do we even go back with this? I think this, this was a, you know, a nice little uh, insight to the beginning. I think we can, uh, we'll, we'll just leave it off saying that once we met Benny, uh, we very quickly actually moved into a house together. Like I think within what, like a month of, of him, you know, joining the band and probably yeah. two or three months of meeting him properly. <laughs> we, uh, we all moved out of our parents' houses and into, well, he had, he was already living uh, out of his parents house but yeah we all moved into a house together uh and stay tuned because we'll talk about those shenanigans on an upcoming episode yeah and many shenanigans there were to be sure perfect that is good for the uh sequel because yeah. <laughs> uh yeah yeah i think it was like he needed to move and we were still living at our parents and like we it just it kicked us in the ass too and we were just like super excited to to do it and we did it yep. that's again like how everything went for us so yeah stay tuned for that story and thank you for tuning in today and whichever day it is that you are enjoying this podcast yeah thanks for tuning in to the more the music podcast we appreciate it if you'd leave us an honest rating and review wherever you're listening to the podcast and please also subscribe to our youtube channel and follow us on all social media platforms at soul seed music that's at s-o-l-s-e-e-d music for those that leave a five-star rating and review, be sure to listen for your comments to be read on a future episode. Stay tuned for our next episode and feel free to share this podcast with a friend or a family member and let's expand the branches of our family tree. We appreciate you vibing with us today and we'll catch you next time on More Than Music.